The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. And we are live to tape on the W2M Network. This is the Wrestling to the Max 205 Live Review. My name is Harry Broadhurst, coming back at you once again. And joining me, as per usual, as has been the case for the last month now. Congratulations on that, by the way. Miss Liz Puglisi. Hello. Good Good evening again, Liz. Good evening. Good evening, I think. Well, technically here on the East Coast, it is after midnight. Although I am getting a case of deja vu all over again. And it is now time for the 205 Live review. I almost said SmackDown because we just covered that. But, you know, whatever. I'll get this straight eventually. Before I do that, we are indeed a presentation of the W2M Network. Available online at W2Mnet.com. Your home for everything in relation to the worlds of football, wrestling, video games, soccer, movies, television shows reviews and other kinds of various assortia you can find it over at w2mnet.com in addition on occasion we are also provided to you courtesy of 411mania.com backslash wrestling and last word on pro wrestling.com we want to thank them for having us what do you say we get into this episode liz let's go see i'm waiting for you to say do we have to because I, we actually talked about this show a little bit before we came on the air tonight and you were less than thrilled with tonight's episode of 205 live well, I think I should try to be polite, but you know, no, you don't. Very less than thrilled. <laughs> you you don't have to be polite on this show. I'm I'm not. Okay, good to know. If you if you dislike something, say you dislike it. Well, I don't. Means, I, I've said that. Free your mind, and the rest will follow. Okay, you know what? If I'm up saying that with that stuff in my head the rest of the night. I'm not. I'm gonna be very mad. All right, let's get to this, shall we? Show opens. Show opens with the best cruiserweight in the WWE right now. Now that Neville has taken his ball and gone home, I of course refer to Drew Gulak. Gulak welcomes us to 205 Live by talking about the fact that he took out Akira Tozawa because Tozawa broke one of his rules with the no chanting and his no interruptions rule as well, but neither here nor there. He then mentions the fact that he has Drew Gulak's guide to a better Halloween, and he will be doing so in the form of a... Yeah, I'm not going to do the entire spiel here. It's a PowerPoint presentation. And another great one. Um, uh, Drew Gulak, the heel that we can all get behind. Absolutely love him. He talks about, number one, being no candy, and that if people want something sweet, he suggests they have sweet potatoes. (laughs) That is such a heel line. Forget your candy. Eat some vegetables. Yeah, no, that just that cracked me up. I wasn't expecting him to to go the potato route. <laughs> His second one is trick or treating, which, frankly, I can kind of understand because that's basically loitering, which in most days in the United States is illegal. And begging. Yes. 
That can get you thrown in jail most days. Apparently, one day a year, though, much the same way as a white person breaking into everybody's house on December 24th, one day a year begging for food is perfectly okay. <laughs> That's right. I went there. What's up, Santa Claus? Bring it. Anywho. This leads to Akira Tozawa coming out, and our opening contest sees Akira Tozawa pin Drew Gulak with the top rope sent on. You know, as entertaining as Gulak is, nobody's going to take him seriously if he keeps losing, Liz. Yeah, that's true. He hasn't won recently, has he? Um, I mean, he did win on 205 Live last week, but most of his big contests that we've seen, such as his match last night on Raw against the most recent number one contender to the and the current number one contender to the Cruiserweight title, Kalisto, yeah, that match went 57 seconds. And then t- tonight here on 205 Live, he gets pinned in about four minutes by Akira Tozawa. Four-ish, I think it was. I'm seeing six minutes. It didn't feel like six minutes. It's a very dangerous road that they're that they're taking with him because he is he does seem to be quite popular. Um, he has this odd geeky PowerPoint thing, you know, going on, which I find entertaining, um, and a lot of people do, I guess. But I think they can quickly ruin it by not giving him some type of serious one. Yeah, I, I feel like they're going to have to do something with him to establish the fact that, I mean, taking out Tozawa's throat was a good was a good idea because it established the fact that he's still a heel despite the fact that there are people starting to turn around on him, and it shows that Gulak has a much more vicious side. Having Tozawa come back and take him out in six minutes in the return match that does nothing to further extend the feud between these two does absolutely nothing for me. Doesn't do anything for either of them either. And I say this as somebody who really likes Akira Tozawa, might I add. Yeah, I do too. I think some relatively minor, you know, issues aside, he's definitely amazing, you know, to watch in the ring. You know, you usually get a pretty entertaining, pretty good match from him. So we'll see where they go with this. I mean, if they're going to continue it, I'd like to figure out how. I guess we'll find out as we get closer to the time to do so. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on here where we have. (sighs) Backstage. I had to mute my microphone to keep from people catching me spit pop everywhere. Thanks, Liz. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for sharing, Harry. You could have just said you were sneezing or something. While I attempt to clean up cream soda, why don't you give me your thoughts on the debacle that was Rich Swan and Brian Kendrick tonight? Um, I hate that they went the comedy Halloween route with them. I don't think it was necessary. I mean, it's obvious they just did it because it's Halloween. I think they, I think they could have been a different, different, you know, response from them. Like, you know, whatever it was about the clown, what they were saying. I hated, I hated that they came out dressed as clowns. To me, I think it set them back a tiny bit rather than, you know, elevate them. 
I will say this much. I appreciated hearing Doink's theme song again. But that's just me. A little bit of nostalgia. I mark for Doink. And especially with the 25th anniversary of Raw coming up soon. But which Doink? Uh, the original, Matt Bourne. Mm-hmm. Steve oh, Lombardi... Steve Lombardi is okay in a pinch, but if you're talking Doink, you're talking Matt Bourne. Only acceptable answer. Nothing to do with Alabama Doink. Don't get me started on Alabama Doink. Okay, I won't. I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it off the air. I'm not giving any more publicity than I have by simply saying those two words. Anywho, the match itself was okay, but the clowning around crap really hurt it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kendrick is a serviceable veteran hand. Rich Swan is, in my opinion, one of the more exciting wrestlers on the 205 Live roster. But when you're saddled with something like this tripe in order to get through, there's not a whole lot you're going to be able to do to regain the crowd interest and to keep the interest of the viewer at home. Especially since, since especially for the people in the audience, it's already such a long night. You've already there however many for all these hours and then being given something like this you're really just going to roll your eyes alright so I don't know if you caught the line that uh, Vic Joseph said at the end of this match he said fun for all ages my thought to that was yeah ages 6 to 10 <laughs> not even because generous Anybody with three quarters of a, anybody with even half a brain, I would say, was probably looking at this. And this is the kind of stuff that people watch wrestling that aren't normally wrestling fans. This is the kind of stuff that people watch and then look at this like, why the hell am I watching this? Mm-hmm. Now, in my now in my opinion, I thought the main event was a better done version of last night's tag match on Raw. So let's go ahead and talk about. Let's go ahead and talk about the Fatal 4-Way main event here, where it was the Trick or Street fight under a different name, as they called it a Fright Night Fatal 4-Way. Mustafa Ali, Arya Davari, Tony Nese, and Grand Metallic, if you ask Nigel McGuinness, Grand Metalik, if you ask anybody else. <laughs> it's that British accent, it'll get you every time. Your thoughts on the main event, Liz? So, we all know how much I despise and sub so over triple threats and fatal four ways by now. So, when they announced it, I definitely rolled my eyes. Um, I get that they only have an hour. Oh, excuse me. There's only an hour. They want to use as many as possible. I get it. I hate it. I'm so tired of it. But, and then when they said it was... The, the 205 version of the tag match from Raw definitely rolled my eyes. I think I strained my eyes as I was rolling them. It was even the same props. It was the same everything, but it was a much better match. It was a much better version of the match. So it had that going for it. I liked um, Tony Nice. Throwing the pumpkins into him. The cr- the crunchkins, as I like to yeah. call it. <laughs> I loved that. I, th- I think they were able to do a lot more with it. It wasn't... Obviously, there was the comedy 
aspects of it, the candy, you know, the whole gimmick of it, the whole nonsense of the Halloween, you know, match. But they did way more with it than the than the tag match on Raw. I'm actually going to bring in our executive producer for this quick bit right here. Uh, Paul, are you with us? He ran away. No, I mean, must. I just have to unmute a couple things. <laughs> um, uh, something that Paul... Um, what happened? Michael Spot and Shikara. You, you we lost you for, for a second, second there. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's try this again. Are you familiar with the Shikara sprinkle spot? Yes. Imagine that, but with candy corn through a table instead. <laughs> Somewhere the ice creams are happy. Somewhere the ice creams are filing gimmick infringement charges. <laughs> so what happens is, I, I guess I got to try to describe this to the uh, to the casual viewer who's listening to the review rather than watching 205 Live. If you believe the numbers on 205 Live recently, there aren't a whole lot of people watching. Anyway, so Tony Nice has, I want to say Mustafa Ali set up on the top rope. It's either, it's either Mustafa Ali or Grand Metallic. Anyway, he goes to empty a bag, assuming that it's probably thumbtacks because it was under the ring. And traditionally, when a bag is under the ring in the WWE, it usually means thumbtacks. He dumps the bag on top of the table, and it's candy corn. It's hysterical. Tony Meese makes the best face he could make for his character because, you know, simple carbs. Not a fan. <laughs> and then by the time... Then by the time he gets up to the top rope, he is countered and backdropped through the table and the and the candy corn and sells it like absolute death. <laughs> to him, it probably was. Death by osmosis <laughs> of candy corn. As I mentioned, and as Paul said, somewhere the ice creams were smiling and probably threatening a lawsuit. <laughs> And the finish sees Mustafa Ali pin, I want to say it was Arya Davari or was it Tony Nese? I think it was Arya. It's Davari. I think so. Yeah, it was Davari. With a Sabu-influenced, broom-assisted Arabian face. Okay, it's not really, well, I guess technically he's kind of Arabic. Semantics. <laughs> okay, we'll go with Shakrabian. It's a combination of Chicago and Arabian with a Arabian face buster. I'm just shaking I'm, my head. I, I, <laughs> I'm making stick up on the fly. The match itself is a lot better than Raw's version the night before. And honestly, despite the fact that the crowd could not care at the start, by the end of the match, they had most of the crowd entertained with the concept of the match itself. So for that, I give them credit. Yeah, I do, I do too. Like I said, they did way more with it than their counterparts on Raw. It was, much, it was a much better match, wrestling-wise and using the nonsense that they had there-wise. I would also like to take this time to let you guys know that going forward here on the 205 Live Review, Shakrabian will be a thing. Just letting you know. <laughs> 
Poor Liz. Remember? I feel so bad for you. <laughs> just remember, if you disagree with any of the assessments that you've had on this show here and would like to send feedback to us, you may do so at s.garmer at gmail.com. What is he even referring to? Where he's from? He's from Chicago and he's of Arabic descent. Shakrabian. Oh. Now you sound like the people who complain that Jim is not really Indian. He's Canindian. Sorry, I mentioned it. <laughs> she walked right into that one, Paul. I don't feel sorry at all. I, I really did. <laughs> I really did. And hopefully you guys listening were at least entertained by our back and forth here. Liz, what's your overall score for tonight's episode of 205 Live? Nah. Um... <laughs> Have to give it a number. Uh, is is that your official rating? Man? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like no, that I'll, sounds like a five to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a five. I'll give it a five. I did, I did, I did appreciate them having um, Davari go more into why people are starting with Enzo. You know about the you know with the money and you know they brought that out a little bit, which I appreciated. Ooh, I'm good. I, I just, I, I'm good. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Not entirely, but I'll make it through the rest of this show at least. It's like me giving Raw last night a gosh, they tried so hard. <laughs> Please, Raw is just... Um, yeah, after a series of really good 205 Lives, tonight's 205 Live was just one that was kind of there. I think five sounds about right. I give points for effort to the four men in the main event, and despite the ridiculous concept of the match, I think Kendrick and Swan was actually a pretty decent match, other than the retarded... Sorry, forgive me. Other than the ass-backwards booking we'll go with. I can agree with that. It's just, it was... I mean, 205 usually has, for me, has some of the best matches because we get a lot of wrestling. But they lost, they lost a lot of points with the Halloween stuff. But just because it's Halloween does not mean you have to create some ridiculous um, tie-in to the match. Well, like we talked about, like we talked about last week, Liz, we mentioned the fact that on a consistent basis, two hundred five Live puts on the best match on on WWE television in any given mm-hmm. week. I would say of the three shows this week, two hundred five Live's best match was the worst of the three best matches because you had Miz and Matt yes. Hardy on Raw for the Intercontinental Title. In addition to having Cesaro and Balor in the undercard, you had Shinsuke Nakamura and Kevin Owens and Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler on SmackDown. And then your big thing to write home about on tonight's episode of 205 Live is the main event. And while entertaining in places, they fought a dead crowd for the vast majority of it. You're absolutely right. I cannot argue with that. You know what else you can't argue with, Liz? The awesomeness that you can find over at W2Mnet.com. Focusing on everything from wrestling to soccer to football to entertainment to movie reviews and video game reviews and so much more. That's at W2Mnet.com. In addition, you can listen to more of yours truly, although after tonight's performance, I'm not sure that you'd want to. By listening to the kickoff, we celebrate our 10th episode of the kickoff tomorrow night here. Tomorrow being Wednesday. Well, Wednesday here on the East Coast already, but you know what I mean. It's November. Myself, Stephen Err, and Brandon Biskabang present the kickoff. Really surprised the show's done as well as it has. This is a show that went from concept to show in six hours. 
and we're about to hit our 10th episode. We have yet to miss a week. I'm looking forward to it. In addition, in addition, speaking of anniversaries, somehow Patrick and I have not managed to kill each other for 50 episodes of Wrestling Unwrapped. We hit number 50, our golden episode, as we present the WWF Survivor Series 1997. You may have heard of this one. Uh, uh, there's a Canadian who screws himself or something, I think, maybe. You can check it out this Sunday night here on the W2M Network. Liz, you got anything you want to plug before we get out of here? No. Not a thing. We're a very boring person. I know what my producer would like me to plug, so I'll do that as well. In addition to the podcast that I have also mentioned, you can listen to the flagship show of the W2M Network, Wrestling to the Max, every Monday and Thursday night with Sean Garmer, Paul Leeser, and Gary Vaughn. You're welcome, Paul. Thanks, buddy. Anytime. <laughs> for our executive producer, Paul Leeser, my co-host, Miss Liz Puglisi, I'm Harry Broadhurst thanking you for listening to the 205 Live Review, brought to you by the Wrestling to the Max Network. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.